Hey there, welcome back to the Save Lives, Enjoy Your Own podcast. This is your host, your attending, who will tell it to you straight, Dr. Barbara Hamilton. I'm an interventional radiologist in the little desert backwater outside of Los Angeles, where I specialize in saving lives and enjoying my own, of course, just like the title of this podcast. This week's episode is sponsored by the Mastermind Retreat for Women in Male-Dominated Fields that I'm putting on. It's going to take place October 24th through the 28th, a Sunday through a Thursday, and it will be filled with vaccinated, amazing women, people who identify as women in fields ranging from IR to surgery, physical medicine and rehab, and others. So if you are a woman who identifies with being in a surgically oriented or procedurally oriented or traditionally male-dominated field, this conference is for you. So whether you are in a field like GI, critical care, a surgical subspecialty, the list goes on. This mastermind retreat is for you. We include you. This is a way to gather with like-minded women who may be facing similar challenges to you, even if they're in different fields. And I came to this idea because you know, when are we ever going to be at one conference? It really doesn't happen. So the primary objective of the retreat is relaxation, but I'm also applying for CME credit with UCLA so that you can all use that to justify your absence if you need to, to your practices and to your families. You can reserve your spot right now by sending a refundable deposit to me. Um, and through June 1st, I will refund your deposit, no questions asked. I know there's still a lot of uncertainty with COVID, and I am really hopeful that we're going to be able to have this retreat in person. So this is going to be a small group, about 20 women or so, uh, possibly a little bit less. So if you are game to join us for some relaxation and fun, check out the website. Um, um, it's on my site, uh, and you can get more information there. It's at tiredsuperheroine.com forward slash retreat. So that's T-I-R-E-D-S-U-P-E-R-H-E-R-O-I-N-E.com forward slash retreat. And that's happening October 24th. The other exciting thing in the pipeline is a course that I'm creating. So it's all about building your clout at work and building your personal empire. So it's going to be called Broke to Breadwinner and Beyond. I have so many amazing tips to share from my first seven years out in training where I have built my net worth to a million and a half dollars, paying off my student debt, all while being the primary breadwinner in my family. I am married to a teacher, a music teacher, and so um, it's been really important that I learned these money lessons, how to succeed at work, because it we rely on my income. I've learned to be a leader in my practice. and. Uh, basically the leader, the chief financial officer of the family as well. So I can't wait to share all these lessons with you. Um, If you would like more information about that as it develops, you can get on my email list, which is at tiredsuperheroine.com forward slash contact. And you can be added to my email list that way. The other way to get on my email list is if you click on the pretty uh, pink photo at the bottom, toward the bottom of the web page with the white headphones, you can sign up to get an audio recording from me, um, a talk I recorded for you. And that will also get you on my email list. So basically, when you uh, get these follow-up emails from me, you have the opportunity to be a founding member 
of this course that I'm putting out and you will get the best price that will ever be offered for this course. So you'll also get lifetime access to the content even as it evolves. So as I add to the course and hone it further, um, I'm going to be tweaking it over time as needed and perhaps even with your feedback. So as a founding member, you'll get all those benefits and you'll get in at the ground level and you'll have access to this foundational information as soon as possible. I've found it tremendously uh, empowering to find my place in my career and to empower myself financially. And I want the exact same thing for you. So no matter where you end up, if you're in private practice, academics, if you're in the South or the North, wherever you are, this these concepts apply. Um, so this course is for women in medicine. It's for STEM femmes. It's for women in all the science fields, surgeons, doctors, breadwinners of all stripes. And so it's for the good girl who doesn't know how to interact with her new boss. I have stumbled along the way. I've learned some tricks and I, I want to share my secrets with you. So with that, I will share an excerpt from chapter three of Save Lives, Enjoy Your Own, Finding Your Place in Medicine. This chapter is called Wanna Operate. And I mean that in the most inclusive way possible. So whether you're operating with a needle or a laparoscope, we share common joys and challenges in the procedurally oriented fields of medicine. And so in this chapter, I talk about my squeamishness and how I overcame it. Ladies, this is proof that you really can do anything. So here's the excerpt and it's from page 44 through 47 of Save Lives, Enjoy Your Own. This heading is called, but blood, body fluids, uh, no thanks. Maybe you like the idea of operating, but worry you might be squeamish. Growing faint or disgusted by certain unpleasant stimuli is an involuntary reaction thought to be tied to empathy. So don't be ashamed if you get lightheaded in a surgical setting. Luckily, this phenomenon, also known as a vasovagal reaction, is one that you can manage and even extinguish over time. Repeated exposure can habituate you to certain triggers so that you gradually become less sensitive to them over time. Certain factors can make you more prone to a reaction, like low blood sugar, dehydration, and fatigue. So if you are still getting used to the operating room environment, it's important to take preventative measures, like drinking adequate fluids, eating from time to time, and getting rest when you can, especially before long operations. I know what it's like to be squeamish because I've grappled with this kind of reaction myself. During a phlebotomy lecture in medical school, my hearing went fuzzy and my peripheral vision darkened as I hovered at the edge of consciousness. I slumped in my seat until my vision returned a few minutes later. I felt silly that this was happening to me in medical school and worried about what it might mean for my future as a physician. Later, near the end of my OB rotation, I had gotten used to the OR atmosphere, but I almost hit the floor during a cesarean section as warm amniotic fluid exploded onto our booties. Despite having seen multiple surgeries at that point, my blood sugar was low and it made me vulnerable to a vasovagal episode. Thankfully, I've extinguished this reaction over time, and though I still don't want to perform a C-section myself, I will gladly help out with a postpartum embolization 
which is a procedure to stop uncontrolled bleeding through the uterine arteries when it's needed. Now, as an interventional radiologist, my work centers around the use of long needles, which I use to puncture blood vessels and solid organs all over the body. After a case, my hands and gown can be stained with the patient's blood, but when I'm focused on my work, my squeamishness is a thing of the past. So if you find yourself faint early on, it doesn't have to stop you from pursuing a procedural path. Take the precautions that I mentioned above, and most of all, don't be ashamed. This is a very common phenomenon. Reactions of this kind can even be a good thing if you believe my first clinical preceptor, Dr. Bora. A plastic surgeon, he shepherded me through the very first surgical experiences of my third year of medical school. Our first procedure together was a rhinoplasty, or nose job. I scrubbed in and acclimated to the new operating room environment, but as he hammered the girl's nasal septum, I began to, I began to have that familiar wobbly feeling. Mercifully, the OR nurses rescued me, offering a seat nearby so I didn't have to break scrub. After a few moments, I was able to collect myself and return to the operating table. After the case, I waited for admonishment for my obvious display of weakness, but my preceptor belly laughed, declaring my re reaction was a good sign. That means it turns you on, he bellowed. In spite of my faintness, he encouraged me to consider a career in surgery. So in case you're in a less supportive environment than I was, let me be the one to reassure you. Just because you get squeamish, it doesn't mean that you have to rule out the surgically oriented fields. At the end of this chapter, I've included some Spill Your Guts questions as prompts for you so you can journal your little heart out. Let me flip to those here. So I'll share my answers with you in case that clarifies the question and it will give you another perspective so you can compare your own, I guess. The first question um, of chapter three at the end of the chapter do you envision yourself working with your hands in your career? And if so, why or why not? So I was a blank slate going into medical school. I had a feeling I was visually oriented because I was initially drawn to dermatology as a teen. So, however, with procedural experience in third year, I realized that I had an affinity for procedures. Like the time that a urologist handed me a cystoscope and I felt like I was suddenly playing video games, I realized that procedures could be really fun. What I'm not talking about is about retracting in the operating room. Uh, so if you don't like retracting or standing for hours and starving, like is the stereotypical kind of uh, operating room bravado, you know, we suffer for our patients, that I wouldn't use as a, as a, as a metric. So don't worry if you don't think that's fun. Um, retracting, I don't consider a real procedure. So uh, just give yourself a chance. If you think, you know, if you used to make little bracelets or if you were crafty or if you played piano growing up, those are great clues that you might want to operate for a living. Okay, another question here in the Spill Your Guts section is, what are some of the procedures you would love to learn? So as a body IR, I do a great variety of procedures below the neck. 
So anything from dialysis access to cancer therapies and trauma therapies. And it's awesome. But one procedure that I have not yet done is a prostate artery embolization. And this for, is for benign prostatic hypertrophy. Um, and this is a super gratifying procedure from what I hear. And I am super excited as my colleagues in uh, interventional radiology gain experience and publish on this. Uh, it's a great minimally invasive therapy, and I hope one day it'll become the standard. I know that once it does, it's going to help so many of the older men in my community. And um, I'm just really excited to learn that one day. It's, a, it's got its challenges because they're very small arteries to navigate into. Um, so... That's it for my sharing today. Don't forget to head over to tiredsuperheroine.com forward slash retreat if you want to sign up for retreat specific updates. So you'll get on my email list, but just about retreat stuff. I am so psyched to share my little slice of paradise with you over here in Palm Springs. And as always, uh, feel free to reach out to me with any questions. You can do that through the contact form at tiredsuperheroine.com and have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. If you find this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend and feel free to leave a five-star review. That would be so amazing. It will help others find the podcast here as well. Thanks friend. Have a great week.